in-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News. Hi, everybody, and thank you for joining us. I'm Mike Rush. Austin police shot and killed a man. Officers say shot another man in downtown last night. One 911 caller reported chaos on West 6th Street and said they heard multiple gunshots. APD tracked the suspect down near 6th and Colorado. KXAN's Brianna Hollis tells us what led up to the deadly shooting. I just kind of heard a couple gunshots. I was dropping off some of my uh, my customers here. It began with a initial 911 call that first came in at approximately 11.33 p.m. The caller indicated there was a, a man with a gun in the area of 5th and Guadalupe Street. Approximately one minute later at 11.34 p.m., a second 911 call came in indicating that uh, multiple gunshots had gone off. People were running uh, in the 300 block of West 6th Street. And, uh, and generally it was chaos. Police Chief Joseph Chacon says officers responded right away and found a man with a gunshot wound who is expected to be okay. It's unclear what his relationship is with the gunman. About 10 minutes after officers got to the scene, Chacon says they found a man who matched the shooter's description holding a gun. The chief says the suspect ran away when police approached him. Officers multiple times were given the direction to the individual to, to drop the weapon. Within seconds of the foot pursuit beginning, uh, shots were fired. Uh, there were multiple officers that discharged their uh, duty firearms at the individual, and then the individual did go down. The chief says officers gave the suspect immediate medical attention, but he later died at the hospital. Chacon says APD works closely with business owners in the entertainment district regarding what to do when incidents like this happen. During all of these events, I think it's important to stress that this is the downtown entertainment district. There were people everywhere, uh, many on foot, uh, vehicles in the area as well. And, um, and generally this uh, was a very, very active area of town despite the, the late hour. Brianna Hollis, KXAN News. Per department protocol, the three officers who fired shots have been placed on administrative leave. APD also has a policy to release body camera video from the shooting in 10 business days. Developing in California in a small town southeast of Fresno, authorities believe gang activity is connected to the shooting deaths of six people, including a mother and her baby. Police in Goshen, California began receiving 911 calls about multiple gunshots. Deputies found two victims in the street and another in the doorway of a home, three more victims were discovered inside the home, including a 17-year-old mother and a six-year-old child. We believe that this was a targeted uh, family. We believe that there are gang associations uh, involved in this scene, as well as potential narcotics investigations. Pardon me, that it was a six-month-old child. The sheriff's office conducted a narcotic search at this same location last week. The sheriff says there are two suspects in this case. Back home tonight, there will be a 20-minute fireworks celebration at the Texas State Capitol at 8.30 in honor of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It is hosted by the 2023 Texas Inaugural Committee ahead of tomorrow's inauguration. The show will be on the south lawn of the Capitol complex, visible down South Congress and across downtown Austin. Coming up at 515, we'll show you how people in Austin are celebrating Dr. King's birthday with a march and acts of service.
Well, the ninth atmospheric river in a three-week series of major winter storms is churning through California. Jay Gray reports from one of the hardest-hit areas, Santa Cruz. More rain wreaking havoc in California. Over the last 10 days, 12 days, we've had pretty gnarly storms. A string of storms forecasters call atmospheric rivers. Scientists say each one can carry up to 15 times the water volume of the Mississippi River. It's pretty surreal, really, to, to see how big the damage has been across our county. Forcing dozens of high water rescues, floodwaters filling neighborhoods and washing out roadways, ripping open sinkholes, pushing down trees and power lines, and creating mudslides. Too much water along the coast. Whiteout conditions in the mountains. A winter storm warning continues in the Sierra Nevadas. Some areas seeing more than 90 inches of snow in just seven days. Thousands across the state have been forced from their homes. It's just insane. I've never seen it like yeah. this before. A brief pop of sunlight in Santa Cruz brings with it this rainbow, giving residents a chance to get out and take a look at the damage, get in a run, or walk their dogs. But the break doesn't last long. Another wave of rain moving in, with more on the way. Jay Gray, NBC News, Santa Cruz. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. And the latest in that series of western storms is heading here in a couple days. We'll dive deeper into that in just a moment. First, what a holiday today. Spring-like temperatures at 78 degrees. That's just four degrees shy of a record high for today's date, January 16th. And still a beautiful evening out there. Live in the Westlake on the Lorenz and Lorenz 360 cam. A few mid and high clouds. Very comfortable at 76 degrees. Notice the clouds, which have been abundant through the day. Even had a few sprinkles early this morning east of I-35. They're actually starting to break as more clearing emerges, especially in the hill country. Coming up in your forecast, record high temperatures expected tomorrow. I'll show you how high they go where you live. Then we're tracking a cool front from the western storm when we may see some rain showers. Thanks, David. More fallout today after the White House announced over the weekend additional classified documents were found at President Biden's home in Wilmington, Delaware. As Alice Barr reports, sources tell NBC News that President Biden is annoyed by what he views as probable sloppiness by aides who packed up his vice presidential office. House Republicans are stepping up the pressure on President Biden after news over the weekend that five more pages of classified documents were uncovered at his Delaware home. For a fourth straight day, the president ignoring reporters' questions. Are you sure there are no more classified documents? about what's now the third discovery at that Wilmington residence since late December, as the president's personal lawyers have continued to search for any sensitive material left over from Mr. Biden's time as vice president. I think we want to collect more of the data, more of the information. Are these all the documents? Are there more out there? Republicans comparing it to the FBI search of former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate, though that came after he resisted multiple requests to hand over documents, prompting an obstruction of justice investigation. House GOP leaders now want visitor logs from Mr. Biden's home, which the Secret Service says don't exist because it's a private residence. The first batch of documents, less than a dozen, were uncovered at President Biden's former private office in Washington just before the midterm elections. Senate Republicans questioning how long it took to notify the American people. That sounds like a little bit of engineering from my perspective. And the second thing is the 
stench of hypocrisy coming from this administration is making the American people sick. Democrats emphasizing the Biden team turned the documents over to authorities right away. The president and his administration are cooperating, and I, and I trust that they will continue to cooperate. President Biden's personal attorney argues they can't release certain details relevant to the investigation while it is ongoing. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. In a new statement today, the White House insists President Biden takes classified information seriously while accusing House Republicans of playing politics in their investigations, saying that they have no credibility. Separate special counsels are now investigating both the president and the former president's handling of classified documents. After 30 years on the run, where authorities found and arrested Italy's most wanted mafia boss. And as promised earlier, we will take you to Austin's March and celebration celebration for Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Italy's most wanted mafia boss, Matteo Messina Denaro, was arrested at a private hospital in Sicily today where he was being treated for cancer. Denaro has been on the run since 1993. Two uniformed police officers led the 60-year-old away from a hospital in Palermo. He was wearing a brown fur-lined jacket, glasses, and a brown and white hat. Denaro had been sentenced in absentia to a life term for his role in the 1992 murders of two anti-mafia prosecutors. Well, it's been quite some time since we've had any measurable rain in the Austin area. Only seven hundredths of an inch so far this month and early in the new year. Lake levels not dropping, holding steady. Lake Travis, only 46% of capacity. Your first warning forecast after this. Today, hundreds in Austin gathered to celebrate the life of Martin Luther King Jr. on the steps of the statue erected in his honor on UT's campus. The president of the historically black college, Houston Tillotson University, spoke on Dr. King's lasting legacy of service. I encourage you today to be the one leading the change for Austin, to make a better Texas and a better America. And with every step you take, I challenge you to think of the impact that you want to make. KXAN investigative reporter Kelly Wiley was in the crowd of marchers this morning as they made their way to the Capitol. All this morning, people have been marching throughout downtown Austin to honor Dr. King's legacy. And as they've been walking, we've been asking them, what do you think Dr. King would think of the world today? Well, I think that Dr. King would think of the world today. I would think that um, he'll be very happy with the progress that we made. Just out here right now, the environment, seeing so many people from different backgrounds coming together for a good cause, truly uh, fighting the good fight. But he also would say that we also still have a long ways to go. And by that, meaning that we still are seeing suppression happening in our community. You know, I Sometimes I feel like he would be disappointed, but other times I think that he would celebrate the progress that we have made. Martin Luther King would think that the work that he started is unfinished. I actually think he's very proud of what we have achieved and become after COVID and the Black Lives Matter movement. I think he'd have a lot of concern about the inequity and the injustice, I think, that, that we see today in the world. But I think in the end, he still would have hope and encourage us to to live with hope. I think he'd still be proud of what we're doing. There's a lot of animosity out there and a lot of strife and hate and 
I think he would still look at it, though, and see the people who are still showing up. When marchers arrived here on the Capitol, they actually played the entirety of Dr. King's infamous I Have a Dream speech. It was a really powerful moment in the crowd, and it's something that they usually don't do. The speaker mentioned because they hadn't gathered together like this on MLK Day in three years, they wanted it to be an extra special moment. In Austin, Kelly Wiley, KSAN News. And as we mentioned, there will be a 20-minute fireworks celebration at the state capitol tonight at 8.30 in honor of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It is hosted by the 2023 Texas Inaugural Committee ahead of tomorrow's inauguration. The show will be on the south lawn of the capitol complex, visible down south Congress and across downtown Austin. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, windows open kind of weather continues, and we've even seen a little dip in the cedar pollen levels today for those allergy sufferers. Check it out live over Lake Travis, more than 400 feet above the sinking level of our lakes. It's 76 degrees on the Oasis Restaurant weather camera. This live view of sunset, always pretty every night. You can check it out from KXAN.com from your house. Current temperatures, these are 15 or so degrees warmer than we would expect this time of the year. 72 in Burnett, 73 degrees in Georgetown and we've had a lot of these days haven't we this just wrapped up officially the warmest first half of January in Austin record-keeping history average day and night temperatures nearly 62 degrees just for a little perspective that is 10 degrees above what we would typically expect as I mentioned cedar pollen down a little bit lower than most recent days although it is trending slightly upward in the past several hours medium count there and another medium concentration of mold spores tonight just a few high clouds across the area right now. We expect some of these to thin out overnight, but we're actually watching this western storm. Yet another one for our friends in storm-weary California. This one is going to affect our weather in a number of little ways over the next couple of days. So let me take you through what to expect. First of all, there is this little funny boundary that's not a cold front. It's called a dry line. It shows up as this yellow bubbly thing on the map. This is bringing lower humidity west winds into the area overnight tonight. By the time we wake up in Austin, it feels great great out there, lower 50s with drier air. But as the dry line hangs out in our eastern counties tomorrow, east of it, higher humidity is going to keep your temperatures down. But west of it, sunshine and very dry air, unlike today, that's going to send the temperatures soaring. 81 is our forecast in Austin. If we hit that, that ties tomorrow's record high set back in 1999. After a really warm day tomorrow, here comes an actual little cool front on Wednesday from that system. This one, though, is Pacific in nature. Instead of being Canadian or Arctic, that translated means there's not a lot of cold air behind it. High temperatures even behind it in the 70s on Wednesday. Now, we will see a chance of rain from this little system, not tomorrow, but on Wednesday. Here we are early in the morning, a couple little showers along and ahead of the boundary as it pushes through the area. By 9 a.m., sun's breaking out in the hill country, but still some clouds and very light rain in our eastern counties. By noon or so, that system exits on Wednesday, and as you can see there, not a ton of rain to help with our ongoing drought. Just a few hundreds for those who do see rain, maybe slightly heavier totals, close to a tenth of an inch on Highway 77. Tonight's forecast, it feels nicer out there as clouds start to break and light west winds bring in drier air. Waking up at 53 degrees in the morning in town tomorrow. Here we go, 81, tying a record for January 17th. Winds variable and pretty light, under 10 miles an hour. 
After that, we've got just a 20% chance of some light rain along that system I showed you on Wednesday. Now, some cooler air will eventually filter in. High temperatures back closer to normal in the 60s for several days starting Thursday. This weekend, we do have a slightly higher chance of rain. Still, not everybody gets it on Saturday. And notice, after a seasonably cool stretch this weekend and beyond, we're actually tracking the possibility of cooler than normal January weather and maybe some rain finally returning in our week two outlook. Thanks, David. Just ahead, a Dallas art exhibit uncovers hidden family history inspiring others. For one North Texas native, what started as a pursuit to learn more about his family history turned into a partnership with one of the most recognized Dallas-based corporations of our time. Now his ancestry is on display, and he hopes it inspires others to dig deeper into their own history. Candace Sweat has our first look. I think it kind of looks nice to be centered over it instead of in the corner. The measurements here have to be just right. Every placement is calculated. I wanted to recreate my great-grandmother's living room. I know for many of us, that's where we learn our history. From the living room into the deep woods of Nacogdoches, Rodney Hawkins found himself standing among ancestors. I could see my uncle who was in World War II. I could see my great-grandfather who was a sharecropper in East Texas. His experience at the Old Mount Gillian Cemetery in East Texas brought this project to life. This is my great-uncle, uh, Dr. Billy Curl. Days spent at the cemetery documenting and uncovering his family's buried past, now on display in downtown Dallas. For him to be a year born out of slavery. He thought this would be his memory, but now his memory is in AT&T space being displayed for thousands to see. It's called the Mount Experience, an interactive exhibit inside the AT&T showcase space at the company's headquarters. It is, to me, mimicking what it felt like when I went back deep into the woods to find our ancestors in Old Mount Gillian Cemetery. So what are you thinking, like, something like that? Photographer Kwesi Yunfel is one of several Dallas-based creators who helped make the vision a reality. A bit surreal, honestly. He's behind the photos of Hawkins' family. Yonfold didn't expect an exhibition, but knew then he was a part of something special. At the time, I had a presence of mind to try to capture in a way that would make sense. I am just a kid that went to Plano East High School, born and raised here right in Dallas, that unlocked the power of my ancestry. Across the country, descendants of enslaved people have ancestors whose burial sites have been neglected, forgotten, or even paved over. And he actually found out that this is where his name came from. Hawkins hopes the unveiling of his story inspires others to uncover their own. Our ancestors want us to go and find them, is what I personally believe and unlock understanding what they did and what they went through um, so we could be here. Such a rich history. That cemetery Hawkins and his family uncovered is now recognized by the state of Texas as a historic landmark under the guidance of the Texas Historical Commission. The exhibit will remain open to the public through February the 21st. Well, tonight on KXAN at 7, it's an all-new round of auditions on America's Got Talent All-Stars. Then at 9 on Quantum Leap, Ben leaps into the body of a bounty hunter in the 1980s. 
And then we're back with KXAN News at 10 o'clock. Or join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 on the CW Austin. Here's where you can find us over the air or on your television provider. Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.